Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shiloh Ghoul itself. itself. This is a Dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a Dagger for Sightblinder, a Wheel of Time podcast. I think the intro actually already talked about that, so we don't need to, I don't need to talk about it further, but may you find shade this day. I don't think that's in the intro. So Sarah, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I I haven't found shade yet. No, no. Um, Or or I wouldn't be stumbling so much in my little intro there. I was going to say that the may, may find shade is not in our intro. That's good. Yeah. So it's great that you, that you said it. It's good that I finally presented something that they hadn't heard yet. Correct. Yes. You did a really (laughs) good job of recapping our intro in our intro. That's good. That sounds meta of me. I feel like that's. Oh, meta. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) now, now, now we know what you think about meta or at least about my, my attempts at being meta. So moving on. All right. Well, well, I guess, I guess we shall move on. So, mm-hmm. gosh, we're, so we're, but today is Tuesday. I know the days of the week still. That's good. Yeah. Um, good job. The, the lack of shade hasn't affected me that much. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, another show coming up, episode four, in two days, I guess, because really, realistically, for us, Thursday is the release date. Yeah, because that's when, I mean, they release it at midnight GMT time, so we can we can watch it on Thursday. What does the T stand for in GMT? Pro- probably time. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure you said GM, GMT, GM, GM time, time. I, I did, I did. I said GM, GMT like, time. Let's go. Would you be up Thank after you. this? Would you be up to playing an RPG game? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for pointing out my foils. Uh, hey, you, you do the same for me, like just, just like a minute ago. So we're good. I did. Or even, you might say. Okay, so clean slate moving forward. This, okay. this seems like an appropriate time now that I can shamelessly plug for everybody to please rate and review us on pot, on the Podbean app um, or on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, rating reviews follows, super helpful. And if you're not in our Discord server, we have a Discord server and it's tons of fun. If you are worried about being spoiled, all of the spoiler pages are blocked. You can't access them until you give yourself access to them. So you don't even have to worry about accidentally seeing anything. Um, One of, I will say, Adam, your more genius ideas to do that. Wow. Yes. I did not expect that high of praise after after your disparaging comments previously. Ah, 
I had to make up for it. So (laughs) I, I, I did it like I implemented it, but it was your idea. (laughs) there we go there we go (laughs) there it is (laughs) i was waiting for it (laughs) Uh, i thought you had to drop (laughs) i was just gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i I stick handled that super well you did good job that's not how you stick handle but okay yeah you and your canadianisms i'm still working on it For those of you listening, I, I recently learned that there's there's an expression called stick handling, and yes. I'm still still trying to internalize what what exactly that might be or mean. So it means you, you handle it, you take care of business, you have it under control. Why don't you just say handle? Just stick handle is much more fun. Yeah, good. It's it's a much more colorful way of expressing what you need done. Hmm. Yeah, let's add another syllable. That'll be good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Moving on. <laughs> Gosh. All right. So, uh, yeah, the, we've got a good show tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about the show. Like, we've already did done a really long crawl through all of it, the reaction video uh, mm-hmm. of the video of the three episodes, but we do have a, a couple more things. There's some news about the show we want to talk about as well. Um, and then yeah. we'll talk about the book and what, what chapters are we doing for the book today? 24 and 25. Okay. And th- this so. is still, everyone's separated still, right? I'm, like Everyone's still separated. Yes. Yeah. So we get to see Matt and Rand yeah. and Tom. Mm-hmm. And then Perrin and Egwene and Elias. Nice. So no Moraine, no Nynaeve. Okay. Okay, cool. And one thing I really like about this actually is that we're going to be talking about like, this is all stuff that's happening in the show right now. Like it just yeah. happened to coincide with the show and where we are in the books. And so it's actually, it'll be cool to kind of compare and contrast a little of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll work really well. So cool. That'll that, be pretty neat. That's the plan. Yeah. We'll see if we stick to it. <laughs> we will. So I think I think we can move to this show discussion. So I think mm-hmm. I, for spoilers, in terms of spoilers, we're going to be talking about, of course, we'll be referencing all of episodes one, two, and three that mm-hmm. have been out. And then there is a very slight spoiler about a character who is going to enter episode four. Now it's someone who you would be expecting if you'd read the books or if you'd been paying attention to the casting news, but it is still slightly spoiler-ish. And then we'll allude to a spoiler that exists, but we won't actually dive into it. Does that sound accurate? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Cool. So, and we won't, I mean, we can't just totally ignore the book but we won't be going super far into the book spoilers either Mm -hmm. Uh, once we get to the book section we'll talk about what spoilers you can expect there yeah there you go perfect yeah or we'll forget so that'll be good which is like that's likely the the good news is (laughs) we won't realize it like we won't know (laughs) that we've done it so we we won't feel bad (laughs) we've done one spoiler warning so we're good i think yeah and you know chapters 24 and 25 of eye of the world yeah we're pretty good about not spoiling things yeah 
And Sarah's in book three now, guys, if you can yeah, believe it. I am in book three. Holy. I told you I would finish it. Last week, I said, I was like, I'm going to finish it. I know. We haven't even talked about what your thoughts are on it. I can't. We've talked about all the other things in the whole world, but, but we haven't talked about that. I know. I feel like I can't tell. I mean, I feel like I want to tell you my thoughts, but I also feel like I need to save them. I know. It's so awkward because we talk about them in person before the show, and then it's like, we don't even remember to talk about them on, on the show. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I still want to know though. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you after. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Where do you want to start with the show news? Like, do we want to just work our way down this list? Yeah, I think, I think that's pretty good. Um, Yeah. So so there's an interesting thing, uh, the, the big news, the, the big controversy that, that everyone just thinks is the dumbest thing or the people who are apologetically, you know, like they're saying like, oh, no, it's okay. Like, we're, we're fine with it. Like, it, I feel like this the thing that everyone's getting stuck on, though, is Perrin's wife. At, yeah. like Because in the books, he doesn't have one at, at this point. And there's actually a really interesting part in, uh, there's, there's an interesting insight someone had. Mm-hmm. from uh on our discord uh, do you want to take this and it's actually it's actually is slight spoilers from book from a different book i won't even tell you which book but right um do you have it pulled up i can pull it up if not i don't have it pulled up i, I can if you need me to oh no if you're not capable of something that simple rude well i was just offering <laughs> you were um <laughs> Okay, so they pulled to what what book is this from? Book four? Okay, I said I wasn't gonna say what book, but yes, it's book four. Sorry. Book four. It's right there. It's it's there, I know. This isn't too too spoilery. Oh, Um, it's 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 very it's pretty minor. It's minor, but I do actually enjoy that they did it this way for the show. Um so book four, apparently Perrin goes back to two rivers. Spoiler. Yes. That's a pretty big spoiler. Sorry, spoiler. Um, and Layla, who is his wife in the show, where he, he's not married in the books, um, he runs into her, and I guess she is now married with kids. It seems yeah. like that. Anyway, um, and it says that he had dreamt of marrying her and she had returned the feeling somewhat. Um, so it sounds like she was a past love interest of his. Yeah, yeah. So he sees her and he's like, oh, I, I could have ended up with her. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then in the show, he ends up actually doing it. Yeah, actually. exactly. Which I find to be very clever of them to make it her. I obviously don't know anything about in the books if that is important that it's her, but right. I, thought, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a cool way for... So they want... I don't know. The they've they've defended themselves on making her, you know, making her or him marry her or whatever. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, I guess I'm okay with it. The thing I keep thinking of is 
do I want an exact clone of the show or of the book, but but just like super hyper condensed because they can't possibly fit everything into the show from the book? Or do I want a, a different weaving of the story? Like this is, everything's happened in the wheel of time before, right? Like why can't it be a little bit different this time? Right. Like it's almost the nature of the wheel of time. Like, uh, you know, there's there's all the ages that have come to pass, an age long spent or whatever, you know, long past. Like there's, it kind of alludes to the fact there's a ton of different things in the text that show like, it, it's all happened several times, tons of times. And, yeah. you know, people are like, I've, I've faced you a hundred times, a thousand times. Mm-hmm. And this, this can be a different weaving of the same story. I, I think, I think I'm, if I can frame it that way mentally, then I can be okay with the show being significantly different than the books even. Right. Like if, if the major plot points and major factors are the same do the minute details matter as much to you if they are the same or slightly different right you have to you have to think that a lot of the people who grew up with this story and and have just like internalized they love it they think it's so cool and then they watch it and i mean perrin is in a way he's like a friend right i mean right like you just, you spend so many hours reading about him and you spend all that time in his head. So it's like, you feel like you know him. And then, and then they're like, oh, by the way, like this character who was never married to start with is married now. Mm-hmm. Like it's jarring. And that I think that could be, that that could cause some, I mean, it, it definitely did cause some dissonance with me. I'm mm-hmm. guessing it, it how, how much did it affect you? That, because you haven't gotten as far in the books. I thought so to me it was just weird that he was married because in the books he comes across as this character as this guy who doesn't really shine in like the dating area of his life you know so it just felt weird that out of the three guys he would be the one that would be married you know and it, it just like I didn't really see it fit um I wouldn't say it necessarily jarred me. I just thought it was weird. And then, you know, we've had, we've had discussions about it and like, there's been discussion on our discord server and we've read articles about why they chose to do this. And I think their thought process and in their reasoning, why they did this actually makes sense. Um, which is, I mean, it sounds like they did this as a way because Perrin is such an internal, you know, monologue type character, which you can't really portray easily on screen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot more difficult to portray that on screen other than, you know, having him basically sit there and just the actor narrate his own thoughts pretty much. Which, um, which is extremely difficult to do with an, in a non-cheesy way. Totally. I can think of one show that does it really well. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so, so there I was in the, mid, <laughs> in the midst of it. <laughs> yeah, it it's so and difficult to do. It's so difficult to do. Um, and because he is like this really quiet character, naturally, 
in the books, it's easy to get inside his head when we have his point of view chapters and we're not going to be able to do that in the show. So having him be married to Layla is just a narrative device. And I feel bad to break it, to make, you know, the character of Layla break, break her down to that simplistic term, but she is a narrative device. She is there so that Perrin can, you know, spoiler, if you still have not seen episode one, Perrin can, you know, inadvertently accidentally kill her and uh, accidentally ac- accidentally kill her <laughs> he had an accident <laughs> <laughs> but she she is there so that we can now have this side of Perrin who eventually comes out to to hate his acts to hate these tools like that that is the inciting force for him yeah, I think I think that that's a, a a great point. I mean, I I there's something in me that just still rebels against it, but I, totally. that's just that's just the purest in me that I I think there will always be some part of me that doesn't like that, and mm-hmm. uh, just like there will be some part of me that doesn't like a lot of different things that they choose that are that are perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. I also I mean just on a little bit of a darker level, I I just thought it was funny like they they created like this this situation that all of us feel uncomfortable with but they were able to find a resolution to it by the end of the episode i mean (laughs) they they were able to you and i have said this like we both thought immediately when we saw her and realized that that perrin was married we were both like well she's gonna die right right well and they they picked the right character because no one it's not like abel coffin that like I've heard a few people now say that they they didn't like the way they did Abel Dirty, and mm-hmm. it, it makes me sad. So, uh, like her, I I don't I, I have no attachment to her, and we can just move on. Uh, we're going to be seeing repercussions to that the whole rest of this season, at least. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so him being him being married. Um, we can move on. I I really don't think that it's going to be that big of a deal. It just no. It's one of those things that just immediately jumps out at you. It's like it the first the first episode there was just a barrage of things that set expectations in a way that I was not a huge fan of. Like mm-hmm. like I told you about the there's rumors of four Tavira. Yeah, and that that's still just that that and then just a few just a couple scenes later parents like i'm married like yeah <laughs> it's it's it'd be a challenge if you've already read the books and you know but i think i'm willing to keep giving it a try though for sure so yeah to see the next episode and i mean just like to jump off of that you and i have both read the books i mean obviously you've read the entire series and i haven't but i have a little bit of, of knowledge going into the first episode i've talked to a couple of people who have never read the books and watched the first episode and they thought the first episode was completely just chaos and confusion. They had no idea what was going on, could not follow it. Um, mm, which I, right. Which I think ties into also why they released, you know, maybe three episodes in one day because you are able to kind of be like, well, is it going to make more sense as you move forward? Um, 
because the the one thing that was consistent was the first episode you kind of don't know what's going on everything seems fine and then there's carnage everywhere and you have no idea why right all that that does make sense i guess like we like we know we we knew what to expect but yeah Mm -hmm. that's a great point i think I think that, that that's actually really good. I, I know that Brandon Sanderson, the guy who finished the series, and mm-hmm. is an extremely, like he's known for his ridiculously long and, and pretty awesome, in my opinion, books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had advised the them to make the first, like the first episode, a two hour long episode and to go 10 total episodes for the season. And mm-hmm. Clearly, they didn't go that route. I think there's eight episodes and obviously only a one hour initial one. But yeah, I think I think that's a good point. Like maybe that was their replacement that they were like, okay, well, we're not doing a two hour starting episode, but we are going to do three right at the first. So that in a way, it's like a three hour movie, like a three hour intro. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it it's pretty cool <laughs> so uh the next item on here is is the tiny spoiler about the character that's going to be showing up and there's been an image released of the next episode of this character loyal who is an ogier is a different species than the humans mm-hmm. and you know he in the books he they meet him in camelin i don't think they're, they're going to go to camelin this season though so they're gonna have to find a different way to find him, and the image of him looks real dumb. It's so bad. It's it's a mess. If that's actually like if they if they actually use that screen capture, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've been honestly so so some of the plot elements and you know so like making the show super dark on some levels at least like some of those things I could take exception with I can find I can quibble with but I have not had any issues with with like the setting like the stage the I I don't know all the the terms for film stuff you're you're better at that but you know you know all the things (laughs) you know all the things you know all the things thanks yeah, but but like I haven't had an issue with the visual aspect of this show, and right, if he looks as dumb as he does, like he's, I, I he, I, I almost can't believe it. I said th- I said this to you today earlier today. I was like, he looks like a circus ringleader. That is my immediate first thought was should be at the circus like that's what he looks like to me and he's not tall like right like at all like there are you can do so much even you do not need a tall actor to make someone look tall on screen there's so many tricks you can do with cameras and camera work and camera angles and props like all all these things that you can fake it yeah, Lord of the Rings did that like 20 years ago. Yeah, like you could you can fake that. And he in in this image, which I think is a actual promotional PR image because um it was kind of cut off in the one you and I saw, but you can see that it says like new episodes at the bottom, like a banner type thing. And 
he's not tall. Like if you actually look at, at the placement of the characters, they, they brought him to the front a little bit, which means he should be extreme, like much like the characters in the background are shorter. And Perrin is almost the same height as him. Like, right. like he's not, he's not the height of an Ogier. Yeah. It, it's pure madness. The, the Ogier. So an Ogier is, I always just imagine them as uh, so. So they're like, good peace-loving folks like they're the only other type of creature like that but they're they're like ogres basically yeah. like they're what they're like what nice ogres would look like they're, so they're bigger than humans and you know they're you guys can find out all their eccentricities and stuff but for the most part they they should the the biggest part and there was that wasn't even intended but they should be big they should absolutely yeah. be large and this one is just a dude with messy hair. It's really distracting. There is, and I, I remember this, there is a scene in the first book where Rand is on, and like, spoiler, because this is not in, in you know, our chapter discussion. So I can't even remember which chapter this is in. And it's such a mild, mild thing. But Rand is on um, his horse. He's on Bella. And, and Loyal is standing beside them. And they describe Rand as like just barely coming up to Loyal's shoulder, even with him being on the top of the horse already. Yeah, like like he's, he's tall. Well, well. So here's the thing that I I I almost disbelieve it, frankly, because they've put so much effort into making things look more realistic. Like the Trollocs, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're some people don't like the way they look or whatever, but they obviously put a lot of effort into making them look like Trollocs. Like we would expect, like they're, they're a reasonable approximation of what we would expect. And the Merdral and all the different other characters, like the White Cloaks have excellent costuming, even though they're slightly different than what I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everyone has, they've put a lot of detail and, uh, you know, attention to detail into this. And to see him looking this incredibly off like they they clearly had the money to do it right and if they just chose to like make him look like a weird uncle and that's like just maybe because it's kind of a distant photo like maybe the thing is like he look his face looks super like maybe there's an acceptable explanation and still to have that picture be real Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, upon further inspection, but the one that we saw does not inspire confidence in the slightest. No. So my my only other thought is like maybe that's not actually him, but I am thinking it is. Oh, that's a good point. It it could be some. It could be somebody else. Some random. Yeah, I mean, like we both saw the picture in the first place on a YouTube video that mm-hmm. someone hit, and and that that person had said like oh yeah this is going to be loyal like look at that this is his actor that's been cast and everything but they're also not the sole arbiter of truth either so yeah i mean you know like maybe that's who that actor was originally cast to play and then something happened and they are using his scene and making it a different character i don't know yeah that's a good point i honestly i i I've so far have I, they've done a good job of at least of the, the setting like totally i don't have complaints so let's let's complain uh like you know we'll do a reaction cast and everything in in a couple days 
which by the way folks mm-hmm. is going to be a little bit ghetto because we're not gonna we're both gonna be out of town so we're gonna be using less than perfect recording equipment yeah bear with us please <laughs> yes but but we'll still do it we'll, we'll still release it uh podcast will come out first and then the video a day or two later but um but yeah we'll, we'll talk about him then we'll see if there are dire predictions have come to pass yeah cool so next the next little bit tidbit not really spoiler because uh i feel like this is this is known matt no a talking point perhaps talking a talking point about matt matt is so good in the show so so good yeah the actor's been killing it yeah he is I, i remember when i was reading the first book i didn't even like when matt was first introduced i was like okay cool like this random dude didn't even like bat an eye about him and realize that he might be important until later on he was just like a little bit of a background character Mm -hmm. he shines so quickly like his personality just comes out right away like the actor does such a good job with him and it's sad it is it's it's tragic honestly because uh, he's been recast for whatever reason we still I don't think there's been an official explanation like they've 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 you know announced it and everything but like this character we better like we have five more episodes with him and then we'll still have matt potentially but well we will because i mean that's that's a pretty open spoiler he'll be in season two in Mm -hmm. some capacity and that but we'll have a different actor for him and it's just sad because to me he's been my favorite so far like i've i've really enjoyed his character the most through three right. seasons which in the books i tried to like it he's one of my favorite characters in the series in the book series but i i don't really like him in the first few the the first book is, mm-hmm. i'm just like you know what let's just get through this <laughs> we'll like him better later <laughs> this will get better uh right. yeah and i mean obviously we don't know there's no details out there about why he was recast and what what the actual deal is but season two matt is he's got big shoes to fill already like just after these first three episodes i'm like oh you i really hope you can do matt justice the same way i hope so yeah the recast is i I was secretly hoping that that character just wasn't that good and that he had been like kind of pushed out but Mm -hmm. like after his perform excuse me after his performance in the first three episodes like i i'm left with some serious remorse right now yeah yeah it's my remorse is extremely serious <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it is uh he he just did such a good job so he does yeah and then like just a tiny tiny little other spoiler maybe like a a spoiler that a spoiler exists perhaps yeah for the next episode potentially yeah so yeah. The out out there and we're, there's there is there are links if you guys want care to find them if you want to spend it's it's not that tough to find but there were spoiled things about this coming episode uh, about plot points so if you really want all the plot points for episode four if the, you just can't wait you love to get spoiled etc 
you can find them on some YouTube videos. They'll, they have the full recap that was screen captured. And then I think, I don't know if it's taken down already or what, but mm -hmm. like it gives the blow for blow on everything. Like it says, first this happens, then this happens, then this happens all the way to the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't really care. Like they, it was all stuff that I had kind of speculated about anyways, but I, I don't know. I'd rather not spoil it for you guys, frankly. Yeah. So they're they're out there. We don't need to get into the details. No. But they're we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> Everything's fine here. Situation normal. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I mean, I don't know why you would spoil it. We don't need to. I th yeah, it's just I, an interesting thing. Like why why do general. they even Yeah, like why would you? Yeah, if, like I, if you're gonna give somebody like a, a critic or somebody access to like a screen or copy you would think they'd be under an nda not to post it until the day it's aired right right and yeah so i don't i don't know i don't know what's going on there but something's going on and hopefully it doesn't keep happening i mean this episode, I don't care about spoilers, but like once we get to episode seven and eight, yeah, if if they've changed anything, which I I would imagine there's going to be at least a couple substantial changes, I don't. I, I would rather find out by watching. Right. Yeah. You don't want to find out in a YouTube video. Right. You never know. Someone might be getting sued right now. We just don't know about it. That's true. Also likely. <laughs> yeah. We can hope so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we are nice people <laughs> oh man we're hoping that the mean people who spoiled things for everyone are being brought to justice mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nice spin thanks yeah a good spin yeah you did good you did good kid all right yeah. um <laughs> do you want do you want to talk about the book is there um, any other TV show now? Ugh, TV show news? I don't think I, so. We forgot. We talked it. about this show so extensively on, on our our uh, reaction video. It was. I, I'm excited to see what what happens where they bring it. Honestly, uh, so so just as a an overall thing, I think mm -hmm. it was great they did three episodes. Yeah. I am so 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 glad they didn't do all eight at once. Oh man, that would have been. That would have been a lot. Uh, it would have been too much. I can't. I I barely wrapped my head around three. I already. It's been less than a week, and I've been like, I should probably rewatch those three and, you know, refresh what happened. Yeah, maybe like fast forward the white cloak part. Yeah, we don't need to watch yeah. that again. Yeah, disturbing. But uh, just as a as a general note, like. I am so glad that they didn't release all of them at once because by now I'd have watched all of them. And I mean, even as, as a content creator, imagine the amount of pressure we would have to break down all the episodes at once. Like yeah, the whole world would explode. It, it, like our lives could be miserable or we would just wouldn't do it. And one by way or way. another, uh, I like this episodic, just like once a week thing. So we get a really solid push into the series and then we could just, stop like i hope they do that with 
uh, like other shows moving forward, like Disney shows that, that are in. Like I wouldn't mind, I don't mind just having one episode a week, but I do like having a kind of a bigger push at the very start. Right. I don't know. Get you hooked and then and then just have a weekly release after that. No. Yeah. So yeah. just a, a general observation, but we could talk about the book now. <laughs> just had to get the last word in. <laughs> That was you just now trying to do that. <laughs> so the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so still an eye of the world recapping, which is totally, totally cool. Um, chapters 24 and 25. I mean, these are interesting. I feel like I had I feel like I had a lot of insights in both of these chapters into a couple of characters, but maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong. So, I mean, I can't, if they're an insight, then they're probably not wrong, but maybe they're dumb. We'll see. Well, don't tell me if I'm dumb. It's rude. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like me and the audience will see. Mm -hmm. Awesome. No pressure. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) To to be fair though, I I don't, I don't anticipate them being bad. Thanks. Thanks. Or dumb. Thanks for that. Um, Okay. So chapter, so in case you didn't know, at the end of chapter three, like we leave off, everyone is separated where we left off. Um, Perrin mm-hmm. is basically just, you know, learning that he is a wolf brother. They're, him and Egwene are with Elias and the wolves. And yep. that, that, that's where we've left off. So chapter 24, Flight Down the Aranel, is we, we go back to Rand, Rand, Matt, and Tom, um, because they have left. They have left uh, and have gotten on this boat. They're right. They're on on Captain Doman's boat, the Spray. Yes. So, one thing I do want to point out that this is this is kind of I don't know. This is a point that they make later on, but I I don't think I'll remember to get back to it. It's a fairly minor point, but Mm -hmm. at some point they they do say they point out that the three boys are Taviran, and I've made a big deal about it in the show that Mm -hmm. there's rumors of Taviran is such a dumb thing. But in the in the books, they don't find out that they're Taviran until until a little later. Like I think it's in this book, in fact, that they find out. Mm -hmm. But one of the things about Taviran is they the pattern weaves itself around them like they and so if there's something that they need then the pattern a lot of times will provide it and so the fact that they're like outside of Shatter Logoth and Bale Doman and his spray is that what the the boat's called yeah like it just happens to be within writing distance of of Shatter Logoth And, and he wasn't even intending to be that close to it he just like stopped this is a good example of them showing Taviran without hitting us on the nose with it like they don't say like they don't say oh look at this a random boat is just beached on the side of the river like on this miles and miles and miles and miles long river it just happens to be right in the writing path right as they're running away from trying to escape Trollocs like Mm -hmm. this is an example of Taviran at work okay um I I didn't even know that so right well 
it's the sort of thing that if you read the whole series and then you, yeah. you just kind of start looking for these Taviran events and honestly a lot of times he does Robert Jordan does just say oh yeah here's here's something Taviran you know here, here's another Taviran thing but right this is an example of you know things working out too well and it's actually a great plot device in a lot of ways because how many times in a novel you just roll your eyes like oh really like the yeah. the old the old woman just happens to drop a flower just right now to mm-hmm. help the main character whatever you know it's, like it's a really smart way of like making things happen that it doesn't matter if it's believable or not because it's yeah. Taviran yeah hashtag Taviran oh man I like that though that's a nice little nice little loophole right so. it, but, well because you know that a series like this is gonna have these weird oh. little like discrepancies you're like you needed this person to meet this person at this time like but but like you know instead of it being distracting it's oh that's that's how it's actually supposed to happen like right. if it didn't happen that way that would actually be a negative thing right yeah no that's that's really smart so i like that cool um so they are on this conveniently placed boat. They are. Yeah. And this is another instance. Um, so they're on there with Tom. Tom's teaching them how to juggle. He's teaching them songs, like all this kind of stuff. Um, but this is another instance where Rand is just acting really, really stupid. Like He's acting foolish. He, there's one point during this chapter where he climbs the mast of the boat and he doesn't even realize he's done it like he doesn't realize that he is at the top of this mast until tom gets up there and drags him down right you have this kind of frustrating sequence of like it's describing things from rand's eyes Mm -hmm. and yet it's it's like it's like he's seeing it through someone else's eyes like someone else is is kind of like it's it's like an out-of-body experience it's like if if matt was in his body or something like that totally you know yeah like an out of like he's just experiencing this and then he gets he finally like after after the whole crew is so distracted and he he like jumps down and and they're like what do you do it like you're are you crazy do you want do you have a death wish and mm-hmm. he like kind of snaps out of it he's like what have i done like yeah. oh my gosh what happened yeah, he it's almost like he he like blocked out he, not necessarily blocked out but he wasn't aware of his own actions while he was doing it. Right. And this is another in, this is a the second instance mm-hmm. of the thing I still don't want to like quite spoil the the main significance of this but Yeah. Um like it it'll happen eventually in this book but this is another instance of him acting strangely as a consequence of mm-hmm. previous actions. We, we can just say that. Um, right. And, and the people in the know, the people who have read this or, you know, who finished the book can know that. But it's the same thing as what happened in Bayer Lawn where he was taunting the white cloaks. Exactly. Exactly. So, which is the note that I, I made on this. Um, the, the other thing that I found interesting in this chapter was Matt's actions and Matt's um, personality here. Matt is so frustrating to me in this chapter, just for the sake of, you know, th- they're going down the river, they're on their way to Arenell. 
and he sees this like tower in the distance and like just like off the shore like in the distance and he is he just somehow knows that there's treasure in this tower and he wants to go to it and he's like which which by the way folks this is this is a i'm sorry to interrupt no Uh, i just want to point out this tower is extremely significant later in the series Mm -hmm. but like you see it and they, they call it they call it the tower of genji and then it disappears and you don't see it for several books and i won't tell you to whom it's it's important but it's a very interesting thing like it just doesn't come up and then it's suddenly like a big plot point at at one point but uh, but but continue matt is annoying Uh, he sees treasure yeah and uh, thinks treasure he thinks there's treasure there he wants to go treasure hunting he's so fixated on this and this entire time i'm like did you not learn anything from what just happened in shatter logos like Hmm. like you just have no no uh consciousness of the of your actions having consequences like just completely oblivious to it did not learn from it at all don't care i mean i i think it's it's a very human thing though too Uh, you're right he's annoying it it is obnoxious (laughs) as hell so like no excuses for him i do think that in some ways it, it makes him more real because that it's, it's exactly like someone who is like completely addicted to some substance or whatever. And then they, right. they go and judge other people who are using as well. They're like, look at that meth head, you know, like. <laughs> so Matt's it, a meth head. Well, but, but I mean, it's a similar, like this hypocritical judgment of, oh man, you know, like they don't understand their actions. They don't understand how ridiculous it sounds to an outsider. Right. Which, you know. okay, fine. But it is unbelievably frustrating to read. Sure. Oh yeah. I, I'll, I'll give you that. Like, I think, I think he's, we'll, we'll see who the most annoying character is. There's just one other candidate for most annoying character, which we'll talk about later. Um, mm-hmm. But he is absolutely making a bid for most annoying character. Right. We could call it Mac for, Mac. for the, the, this episode's Mac. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> he he's annoying. Um, this mm-hmm. is also though. So no one knows that that Matt took that dagger, and and now Rand finds out that Matt has a dagger. That this is the chapter where he learns that Matt's got it, and Matt is. First of all, being annoying about this treasure thing, but now he's also being really paranoid. He doesn't want anyone to know he has it. Once Rand knows, he doesn't want um, anyone to question him on it. And he's telling Rand that like no one, no one can be trusted. Like absolutely no one can be trusted. And this is mm-hmm. where you really start to see the dagger like affect Matt, I think, or start to affect Matt. Yeah. Uh- absolutely so you start seeing seeing issues with it and in the book it's it's much more clear that it what he did was Mm -hmm. very foolish yeah like in in the show i feel like it doesn't they don't really stress it that much they're they're just you know no Lan, lan offhandedly says don't don't do this and then and then he does it anyways but no one even cared like he he just you know 
Well, and in the show, and I, 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 I'm not gonna lie, I completely forgot to mention this in our recap, but he he takes mm-hmm. it. It's this off the cuff thing, and then later on, he does start to to have this attitude, and and we know that he's acting this way yeah. because of the dagger. But realistically, like if you're watching it, you're probably just like, you know what, this this guy has been running for his life running from monsters having these weird dreams all this kind of stuff is going on has no idea what he's doing of course he's like gonna be on edge and giving his buddy attitude like you're not gonna put two and two together because it's just completely glazed over in the show so far yeah yeah it is um you're right it's I think I think we'll start seeing it in the show, but mm-hmm. we have to. If if they don't, it'll it'll be it'll be a mistake on their end, probably. We're seeing his attitude for sure. It's just not directly correlated yet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, well, it, it's hard to say, anyways, because he already had kind of a bad attitude in the show. <laughs> I mean, you know? fair. Like like right now, they've kind of hinted at it, but. Uh, oh, one thing I do want to point out, and we haven't even talked about it at all in, in the book recap at all, but at, like, so Tom left the two rivers with them. And mm-hmm. so like the whole time Lan has been giving them kind of weapons training. And then Tom has also been training them just a little bit in like Gleeman things. Like he's been right. showing Matt how to juggle and, you know, I, I don't know if he's, he was showing Rand how, like he was showing them how to juggle at least. And then once they get on the boat though, the story they tell Bale Doman, who's the pilot and Bale Doman is actually important at other points in this series. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's important to note his name, but he, uh, he tells Bale Doman, well, I, I'm a Gleeman and these are my two apprentices. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Matt gets annoyed at Tom. He's like, why are you making me do all this stuff? And Tom's like, I don't know how to pretend to train someone, boy. Like, I I either train them or like, I just leave them alone. And so you're going to actually get an education. And so they're both learning like parts of a Gleeman's trade while they're on this boat. Yes. And I mean, and this is all really smart of Tom to do too, because one, it's a cover story. So right, right away you're, you're set, but then two, in the event that they do get separated, Rand and Matt would be able to go from town to town and be able to get by. They would be able to get food. They'd be able to stay at an inn because they would be able to Mm -hmm. take these skills that they've learned and utilize them versus it's, it's a trade really. Exactly. Like versus just not and and what then you're gonna run out how are you gonna get money you're gonna run out of money like what what do you do now so it's it's really smart just on multiple levels yeah i think i think it's really good and it shows his quality too like he's he's actually you know he's not just a poser he doesn't just pretend to help people he Mm -hmm. you know he's like you know what I'm I'm essentially I'm their chaperone or they're they're the guy who's going to help them right now because they don't they don't know anything a couple couple of country bumpkins don't know (laughs) don't know anything and and so you know but I know the I'm wise you know in the world or whatever wise in the ways of the world some good alliteration there but uh he's able to you know he's like look I'm going to take you under my wing and you know, you complaining about me helping you is just kind of dumb of you. Right. Exactly. 
yeah so uh, you know and and they're learning they're you know he's actually and that's that's actually the reason that tom was able to convince the captain not to just like kick him off the boat after rand's little episode uh, on the top of the mast right he's able to be like i i it was an exercise it was an ill-advised exercise in balance that i was having him do right exactly so tom is uh he is very street smart yes yeah yeah i prefer wise in the ways of the world okay wise in the ways of the world or street smart right well i'd prefer mine (laughs) because of reasons (laughs) that's fine you're gonna have it your way (laughs) you're like i i personally wouldn't choose that (laughs) that's a lot of extra syllables yeah i know know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yes that that's pretty much chapter 24 all right, yeah. So they're still on the boat. Woo. They're still on the boat. They haven't actually gone off the boat. You know? We still don't know what their jo- journey is all about. About no, <laughs> we don't. That was very uh, poser Canadian of you. <laughs> uh, when when puns go sideways and turn you into a Canadian, <laughs> it'll happen. Uh, yeah. So next chapter is Perrin and Egwene and Elias my favorite your fave huh? my fave my fave um so this chapter 25 is called the traveling people which is pretty much on par with where like you said where we are in the show now at least with Perrin and Egwene's mm-hmm. character so yeah. um yeah they they decide they're gonna head to Camelin Elias is gonna go with them the wolves are gonna go with them um this is all if i'm remembering correctly i believe this is from parents point of view again um yeah i think pretty I sure think as as long as they're separated the from anyone yeah like yeah. i think that it's just all from parent yeah because yeah because we get a little bit more insight into him um you know and his his connection with the wolves and how he's handling it whether he's accepted it or still in denial and all of this fun fun stuff right um but anyway they they end up coming across the traveling people so we pretty much exactly almost exactly how it happens in the show right except Um, elias is not in the show so far at least right which is which is weird because in in the book you know that they come across across the traveling people and um elias is the one who kind of repeats this verse to them this this cadence right they, they, have. they have this ritual greeting yeah I guess you might call it yeah thank you and and he's the one that you know kind of gets them in so to speak it's you know a lot you you learn quickly that elias knows how to maneuver around these people and what to say um He's yeah he's awesome. he's had past dealings with them exactly so yeah they they're with them um and then we meet we meet uh rain we meet his wife isla who were both in the show and we also meet aram 
who was also in the show and he's just he's a piece of work in my opinion well aram aram is such a yeah he's a very interesting i don't know interesting is the right word he like he's he's obnoxious like he is he is outrageously hitting on Egwene from, oh, from the yeah. very start non-stop and and Perrin makes the observation he's like he's almost too good looking to be a man kind of mm-hmm. thing like he's he's so pretty or whatever which I don't know what so when you hear that description would you apply that description to Aram in the show no yeah I he no. seems pretty rough around the edges in the show. Like he's yeah, seems... and he also seems like in the show so far, he seems like he doesn't take any of his anything seriously. Like he doesn't, he's not taking himself seriously. He doesn't really take the lifestyle seriously. Like he just seems to be a go with the flow type dude so far. Right, and in this, he seems like overly cocky. And yes, this is just. He he is a alpha male in this. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, which like is an it, interesting thing because you would think that as Perrin is kind of like with this burgeoning wolf brother, you'd think that right. he'd be an alpha male as well. But, <laughs> but Perrin, despite his misgivings, mm-hmm. Egwene is like Egwene just lets Aram charm her out of. <laughs> their campfire that that sounded like charm her out of her clothes which doesn't (laughs) happen but like he did he's he's clearly like angling for that Mm -hmm. like they make they make it pretty obvious that he's interested in more than her witty dialogue right he is and and maybe alpha male is the wrong term but he is you know quote-unquote peacocking around Egwene like he is doing everything to get her attention charm her Mm-hmm. all of this stuff and um it's it's a lot like i was i did not like him reading the chapters like, this guy's gotta go and then oh. also i just didn't like a Gwaine. right well she's, she's just like oh i'll just go with it and part of that is her reacting to parents dislike of him right and like parents like Gwaine, don't go with him and she's like well now i'm gonna go because screw you parent right tell tell her not to do something and she'll do it right yeah which which is a mark of immaturity really uh, like she's like i'll make i'll make my own decisions not i'll just go my own i'll go the exact opposite of what you're doing right and and so the the question i guess would be what if we saw aram from someone else's perspective from not like because perrin immediately mistrusts him and it helps us mistrust him immediately as well right what if we saw him from Egwene's perspective? That's interesting. I feel like Egwene's perspective would be more of her internal, I don't want to say struggle, but like, you know, reading reading the room, so to speak, and seeing how Perrin's reacting and seeing what Aram's doing and then kind of like bouncing off of that and then making her decision. Sure. Well, it, you have to think too, like, so, so this is kind of the return to normal for her, which is what she's wanted for a long time. Like she, right. she comes to this, she's been 
she's been uncomfortable this whole time with Elias's friends. Like she's just always like, when are your friends going to leave? What? Like she, she can't wait for the wolves to leave. She can't get used to it. Mm-hmm. And she's separated from Moraine, who's she sees as like her future. She's going to go be a nice to die. And she's with Perrin, who she kind of sees as this stupid vill- <laughs> villager. And like, she's, she's had it rough like she's been starving at certain points she's you know gone through all like been chased by monsters several times uh, and by shatter logoth's madness and so she she comes to this this fire and look at this there are people who eat regular meals and they like their wagons are familiar at least and they have beds and campfires and people smiling and there's an attractive boy yeah totally like I, I could imagine her like, no, I don't want to go hang out with your beast friends, Perrin. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go hang out with this this guy who wants to treat me nicely instead of telling me what to do all the time. Which is interesting because so Egwene is not comfortable around the wolves when the wolves first get there. We we now are headed to the traveling or meeting these traveling people, and Egwene you know, voices to, to Perrin that she doesn't trust them. She doesn't feel comfortable and is really hesitant to do this. And then this guy comes in and is being all charming. And she's like, yeah, sure. You want to go dance? I'll go dance. Yeah, may as well. Right? It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, when in Rome, it's just a, a big, I don't, I don't want to say a big swing, but it seems like a drastic from one end to the other. Which right. maybe it is all a reaction to how Perrin is acting. I mean, she's like 16. I, I don't. True. I, I have nothing against 16 year old girls whatsoever. Um, I, I remember when I was of the age to find them more interesting, though. Um, I, I, just re- <laughs> I just remember thinking that they were all over the place. Like, you just can't quite. And that was part of me just being naive and not inexperienced, but other mm-hmm. parts, like, I just think, I think that it's not just girls though. I think everyone at that age is just kind of a mess a little bit. I was going to say, I was a disaster at 16. So. <laughs> right. There, there are some that are pretty mature and stuff, and I'm sure all of them that are listening to this podcast are mm-hmm. the mature sort. I absolutely think that. Right. Believe, believe that to the core of my being, but like all the rest of the 16 year olds are just kind of a mess. So, I mean, I, I was, I, I absolutely was too. So, you know, Egwene waffling from like a paranoia to, Oh, Hey, he's, he's attractive. Let's, let's dance and just, you know, do this right. other thing. I don't know. seems a little bit real to me as yeah. and frustrating too. And frustrating. Um, yeah, so she she goes off. Um, what I actually really liked in this chapter as well, mm-hmm. after she goes off with Aram, Rain starts telling this story to Perrin about he he ends up talking about Aiels and mm, the Aielmen. He, he, he tells mm-hmm. a story about the waste um, and that Aielmen avoid the tinkers, which is you know the traveling people, and he tells him about. I think he says it's two years ago they encounter the maidens of the spear like they encounter these women um and only one woman 
uh, from the Aiel, from the Maidens of the Sphere, had survived, and there were just hundreds of dead Trollocs around her. Um, and what I gathered from this, and what what he had, you know, tells Perrin is that Trollocs don't like the wasteland; they don't enter it. The Aiel waste, right? The Aiel waste. So, I just thought that was interesting that you know there's hundreds of dead trollocs around this one aiel um woman who had survived Mm -hmm. and then and that that was it right well she she crawled she crawled to their fires like she yes she clearly and and the aiel just kind of loathed the traveling people Mm -hmm. and at some point you'll actually get to explore that a little bit more but uh for now like uh, they they don't want anything to do with the traveling people for the most part and so it shows the depth of her resolve she she tells them what she says that sight blinder is trying to right blind the eye of the world something like that she it it, it almost sounded like almost like a prophecy Mm -hmm. um yeah he said she said that um that he wanted to yeah isn't it that like that the exact words blind the eye of the world i think it's something very similar yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. which is interesting which and so rain the the leader of the the tuathuan uh is is like Elias, you're you're kind of wise in the ways of the world. <laughs> yeah. <Did> it again. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but it, you you know things that we we can't know because of the places you've been, the people you've seen. Like, does this make any sense to you? And Elias is like, nah, nah, bro, this is madness. <laughs> Makes zero sense. Do not care. Right. But but this is actually another instance of Tavirin, in fact. Right. Right. Okay. Because of Perrin. Because, yeah, he needed to hear it. Like, eventually, this is important. He'll be able to share this knowledge later. Right. Interesting. Yeah, because it seemed like a very random story to tell. Right. Well, yeah, it, it's, like, interesting. But at the same time, you're like, okay, how is this important? Yeah, it, it was just a story that, you know, he's telling for the sake of telling it. Like a campfire right. story. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then what, the chapter ends around there? Um, so after that, Egwene comes back and she is acting really weird. Parent, I, I remember this, that Parent made a, like a note internally because he's such an internal monologue type character that she seemed... Um, to be upset and she was acting odd and she seemed concerned about something but she told them that she's happy that she went and danced and that's that's how the chapter ends cool so so nothing's resolved but they're no they're in a place of safety you might say they are in a place of safety wow well played <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. That's the title of episode three, I believe, right? Yes, that was. Of the, the show, yeah. Just Good making job. sure everyone understands just, just <laughs> how incredibly 
whatever it is. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Well, well played. So that that's it. That's the end <laughs> is, of the chapter. If you if you brag about it, is it actually well played? That's the no. question. No. Yeah. Right. So bummer. <laughs> I was I was this close. <laughs> You tried. Oh man. Um so who who do you think the most annoying character is here? Because I feel like I can guess maybe. I don't know. Okay. Um let's guess each other's most annoying characters Ooh. today. Oh. I feel like okay, so I know you said Matt was in the running. Mm-hmm. I feel like mine should be fairly obvious, but let's. I mean, let's see. you almost always say Egwene. Mm-hmm. So I'm tempted just for you know patterns repeating to say it's Egwene. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it might be Aram. Is that your but, final answer? I don't know. I feel like I need to use like the the fifty fifty call a friend lifeline or something hmm well i will say that it is not elias that doesn't help <laughs> i know i wasn't the, the, the intent um, wasn't to be helpful <laughs> okay I, i'm gonna tr- i'm gonna say it's a gwain oh man you chose poorly aram aram damn it all is right <laughs> yeah aram aram absolutely I hate that guy oh what a dick man and he's like grinning grinning victoriously at Perrin even though Perrin's not like trying to he's not trying at all but but Aram's like it's a contest I hate him man this is what I get character this is what I get for following patterns when you and I just had a discussion about following patterns Mm, yeah Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. best the best of the the best of us don't follow the obvious patterns Mm -hmm. so Mm-hmm. Plus, I, I'll, I'll, so, yeah, Egwene is a mess for sure, but I said it before, like in the last episode, that I don't have anything really against Egwene. She just happens to be circumstantially the right. worst, the most annoying. Like, I, I'm not looking to frame her as the most annoying. She may right. end up, she may end up, who knows, as my final vote is most annoying, but in this episode, she doesn't hold a candle to Aram. Right. In this chapter. And, I, I will guess that Matt is the most annoying to you. Matt is Matt is very frustrating to me. Um, I I honestly can't pick between Matt and Aram. Mm, that's fair. It is a, like Aram. Matt is unbelievably frustrating, and Aram is just reeks of arrogance. Aram Gintz. <laughs> Aram <laughs> <laughs> yeah not i'm not a fan i'm not an aram fan yeah i also don't like him because he's one letter away from my name yeah just yeah swap out that r for a d and, mm-hmm. and then you would be the and, most annoying character in this chapter right i, huh. I might I, I they feel like there's a 50 chance life. that yeah, I might I might be the most annoying co-host in this episode. We don't know. <laughs> uh, wow. That's funny like how that's, that works. I feel like it's false, but I mean I don't. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, the fact that you said that uh-huh. <laughs> means means that it is false. 
so no hmm. i don't think that's how it works <laughs> yeah we we should absolutely not put it up to a vote on who the most annoying co-host is no don't give people ideas rude <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of this of the book we'll we'll vote one of our co-hosts off the island <laughs> <laughs> oh man there's 14 books and only two of us awkward i know i know don't <laughs> don't give people hope <laughs> uh, um yeah i i i can't pick it's it's matt or it's aram it's one of the two i i feel like i'm leaning towards aram that's fair i mean he's the most we've we've discussed him the most recently too so yeah so your your level of disgust is uh for him is a little bit more than than that it's, it's a little bit fresher yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. having discussed him here disgust is greater so nice word choice or is it mm -hmm. mm. um all right what's it gonna be though we gotta i gotta pick uh, i mean you can't pick narg <laughs> I think it's Aram. I honestly think it's Aram. Good. I think you're right. Okay. Aram it is. We can put it in our tracker. Cool. So Matt would be second for you. And then who would be third? Yeah. Just out of curiosity. Is, is there a third? There doesn't have to be. We're not, we're, we're not tracking anyone but the first. But Right. So like, Matt would, would be second. I guess the real question for me would be, would Egwene actually, do you think she's annoying enough to maybe make the discussion? Because you said a lot of negative things about her. I won't lie. Like you said more negative. I, I spent more time defending her this episode. You did. <laughs> Which is weird. See, I don't have anything against uh, her. I just think she's sometimes annoying. She's a 16 year old she girl you know like not annoying she's just irritating which i guess is a another word for annoying <laughs> yeah the distinction for that irritates me or or does it annoy me <laughs> not sure <laughs> she was just she yeah i don't know i just didn't like her attitude Fair. she seemed so flippant she did and I did not enjoy it. But then Rand also was acting like a dummy too. So yeah, though in some ways it wasn't his fault. But but oh, you're right, really? like it, irresponsible and frustrating to read about. Yes. Yeah. But I would probably put Egwene higher on the annoying list than Rand. All right. Because Rand. I think I think Egwene is acting how she wants to act. Cool. And who's your favorite? What was your favorite character this time? Ooh, I actually, okay. I really enjoyed Tom. Surprisingly, like Tom has really grown on me. I really enjoy his character. Um, but I also love the chapters from Perrin's point of view. I love I love knowing his internal thought process. Mm -hmm. Like those are the chapters that I we we've discussed this a little bit where I'm like, okay, let's get back to a parent chapter. Yeah. I, I would say my favorite for this one is probably Tom. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. just because I, I love how parental he gets like how he just he just picks it picks it all up and he's like all right we're gonna do this like mm-hmm. we're I'm gonna take care of you boys like I've made my decision and you're mine like you're my responsibility we're gonna do this yeah he just does it like yeah yeah, yeah maybe maybe we should add that to 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 this segment our favorite character all right then i'm gonna have to pay attention to two things two people i'm sorry that sounds rough for you it is like a true challenge finally Sim- simple tasks <laughs> uh yeah so i guess that's it all right the end that's it um, that's all yeah so in a couple days we will we americans we non-canadians will be celebrating thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and so i'm guessing that both of us you and i will both be available but we're both traveling you have a different reason to be traveling and so we'll try to do our i mean it's it's too early to call it our usual reaction video but our (laughs) but our intent is to do a reaction video after each episode uh, we'll try to get that out. Uh, YouTube will probably just have to be delayed because editing video on the road is extremely difficult. Yeah, it's not. It's not ideal. And Sarah will be under less than awesome circumstances even to edit the sound, the audio. So so mm-hmm. just be grateful for what you get, folks. <laughs> it It might, I mean we're both traveling like you said so we're not using our usual setups it's gonna sound not the best it'll be it'll be good it'll be fine but but like i it won't i won't have my my fancy expensive mic yeah exactly we're not gonna have our mics yeah but i I also think that our reaction video is going to be significantly shorter this time because we'll have one episode to cover i also agree with that so. Or maybe there'll be just so much to talk about and it'll be like seven hours. It's going to be a long night. Uh, I just made myself cringe super hard. <laughs> Internally. 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 <laughs> yeah, so that's it. That's what to expect. That's it. That's all. Any final that's it. words? That's all, folks. Um, no, guys, we would really appreciate, though, just... Uh, one more reminder if you're enjoying the show uh, we would love it if you came talked hung out with us on discord get mm-hmm. live us leave us those good reviews on itunes and on podbean those mean a lot follow us on podbean we're actually getting close to the top rung of followers which mm-hmm. is the place that we start getting more notice notices uh no, noticeability gosh i'm struggling mm-hmm. with words tonight that's fine it's late <laughs> i feel like i'm i have i have my moments of like doing really well and then other mm-hmm. moments of like this is english his first language or <laughs> everything's fine <laughs> everything yeah said the dog <laughs> but we uh you know we really appreciate it we, we've got to try to trick the algorithm because everyone else is I've noticed that the number of podcasts for Wheel of Time has jumped up in Podbean itself mm-hmm. from 45 to 55, something like that. Or it, it was, it's at least been like 10 since we started. So when tons of people getting on it. I want to look now. When we started, it was 44, 45. Yeah, it's at 55. 
Yeah, so we've got to stay ahead, folks. And if we can edge out, the thing is, we're not even hurting anyone. There's a few people who, there's a few podcasts that are just kind of defunct now, Mm -hmm. but they have enough followers that they're still on the top of the the board. So if you could just hit that follow button, you don't, all you have to do is sign into Google. That's actually, you were saying, you don't even need to sign in. No, you can just, you could, as long as you do it through Podbean, like through the app, um, you don't even need to create an account. Yep. So, and creating an account is as easy as signing in through Google. So Mm -hmm. super easy. And, you know, if you guys can get us to the top, we would appreciate it because we're trying to make a run of it. We're, we already, we've had over a hundred downloads on our last, on our reaction video. So hopefully, and that, that doesn't include uh, YouTube. So it doesn't, it doesn't include, I don't think it includes iTunes. Oh, maybe it does. I have no idea. I might be lying to you. Please don't. Awkward. It is. (laughs) Um, and uh, one other thing we didn't say before, guys, if you could hit that sub button on YouTube as well, if you want to hit the, go to the YouTube channel, yeah. just hitting sub helps with the algorithm. We're getting some views, not many, which is fine. We're not trying to grow that channel a ton right now, but having some passive subs, it, having those passive subs like accumulate over time would be really nice so that when we start actually doing serious YouTube content, which is a very, a, a very possible thing that, that it could happen um then we'll actually have a good base to start with and the algorithm will have someone to send things to mm-hmm. all all of the things everything all, all well said that's what i was trying to get out yeah Sweet. all good let's just call it good then yeah all right well that's it that's all we've done everything and um, I guess you'll probably hear from us from t- in two days, maybe, if you're not yeah. in a turkey coma. Yeah, if, if you have the will. Yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Um, with that being said, Adam, listeners, everybody, thanks so much for joining and may you always find water and shade.